stuff. All right. Uh, another news. Um, just uh, remember that this Wednesday at 6.30, we have the last of our, the three things that we were planning for this September and Wednesdays. So there's a, Tim Pomp will be here with his team. There'll be, we're calling it a revival service, but I'm sure there'll be worship, uh, prayer, all those good things. Um, come be blessed. Um, take part in the things that are going on in the spirit here. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Um, uh, just noting that uh, on October 27th and 28th, there'll be the Northern Minnesota True Bridge Women's Retreat um, here. Uh, on those days, um, there's brochures out of the welcome uh, desk out there. Go check it out if that's something you haven't heard about yet. Um, otherwise, uh, things are pretty normal this week. Um, usual announcements, things we don't have to necessarily go over. Um, uh, but just note that there's no quilting group this week, so that's the only thing different. All right, so I'll say a quick prayer over our uh, tithes and offerings. Just a reminder that the boxes are in the back. We don't pass baskets here. But um, on your way out after the service, you can put that in there. There's envelopes and such. So Jesus, we thank you this morning that when we come here, that the voices of the outside world, those voices of the media, those voices... Um, that say the things that we do in these churches don't matter, that those voices grow strangely dim when we come together and collectively worship the God we know is powerful and we know is bigger than all these other things. Mm. We thank you that as we go out this week that those voices will not be informing us who we are, that you will be informing us. The things we were singing about this morning will inform us who we are and who you are. So as we walk out this week, not only just giving of our finances, but giving of our time, giving of our resources, giving of ourselves to others around us, that we wouldn't be doing it with fear or apathy or trepidation, but we'd be going forward knowing that the God of the universe is at our back, at our side, guiding us with courage, strength, and peace. So we thank you this week for all those things in your name. Amen. Thank you, Peter. I'll have uh, Paul and Joan come on up here, and while you're coming, I have a note from Pastor Dean. Our church fellowship holds nursing home services at the Good Samaritan Society in Black Duck every six weeks or so, and the nursing home is having to comply with some new regulations that pertain to volunteers. So if you are involved in this ministry or if you would desire to be involved, Please meet with Pastor Dean after the service, and he's going to be over on this side over here. They'll be immediately following the service. And Paul has something about fishing for us. Yes, we are trying to put an outing for the church body to go out and do a fishing outing. And what my thoughts are is to get a group of people out of the church to get their boats together and put an outing for the men, women, and children of this church. I want to include everybody. I want to have a, a family outing, and it's probably going to be around the middle of October, maybe the 14th on that Saturday. Uh, probably have a lake that's got sunfish. I know a good lake that has good walleye fishing and stuff like that, and then maybe get back together and do a um, maybe a cookout after that. So and we have a volunteer that said he would bring burgers just in case the fishing isn't where it belongs. <laughs> so that's a blessing. Uh, we grow our faith, but we like our food. <laughs> so, but I'm going to be 
eating tacos, so if you would come and sign up, because we need kind of a head number in and people that, I have two boats, so, um, but, so we can put this thing together so we can do that. So if you're interested in doing that, I'm going to be out in there afterwards. Please sign up for that or call the church or call me to do, get signed up for it. So. Yeah, she's a pretty good fisherman. All right, thank you. <laughs> sounds like fun. <laughs> um, actually, I have two things um, to announce. One, <clears throat> I need some men to volunteer to help. We need to dig out about a four-foot um, spot behind, right behind, behind the church. Um, there was a hole that developed, and water came in, and we had water down in the crawl space here last spring. And things that we store down there got wet. So we want to get that filled, dug out and filled back in. Um, so two, three, four guys. Um, I'll be in back afterwards. So if that's something you want to help with, we can figure out when and when and where. Or now we know where, but when and <laughs> when to do it. So um, now I'm changing hats to the, the women's retreat, talking to your women. And um, we're privileged to host that here um, October 27th and 28th. That's a Friday night and then all day Saturday. But we need some help from the ladies here. Um, we need some kitchen help. The other churches are, are, have people um, going to be helping too, but we need um, a few people from our church to kitchen help, uh, clean up in the kitchen, someone to run the dishwasher from here, um, and then fellowship hall cleanup. We need a couple greeters, someone for the registration table, and um, someone for run to do the projection. Um, you can be, <clears throat> we can train you for that. Um, but um, that one, if you're interested in learning that, you can talk to me afterwards. Otherwise, we have a, a sign-up sheet in the back that um, for the different um, areas that we need help. And also, um, there is a registration form back there. And I'll probably just sit at the table right after church for a while. <clears throat> so if you have any questions, um, the cost is $35 um, made payable to the church here. So um, <clears throat> probably by the end of, by next week, we need to have registrations in. Okay, which is Tuesday or something like that. Okay, so this week or next week, um, preferably, we won't turn anyone away if they have to register later either. Um, and <clears throat> just a note, if you can't afford the $35, talk to us. We'll get it covered. Or if you know someone you want to invite, but you don't think they can pay the $35, we'll get it covered. Don't worry about it. We just want you here with us. Anything else? That should cover it. Thank you, Joan. Thanks a lot, Joan, for that. And 
It's really a great opportunity for the women of the church. Begins its right here. There'll be women coming from all over northern Minnesota for that. And uh, so that's great. There is uh, for Wednesday night, Tim Pomp gave me an email to read to you all this morning concerning Wednesday night. Uh, Dear Saints at TCC, I do believe revival and renewal are taking place in those who are hungry and seeking. On Wednesday, we will enter boldly into the throne of grace through praise and worship. I ask you to come expecting. Please make a few phone calls and pick up a neighbor or two. Jesus will make himself known through salvation that saves, heals, and delivers. Worship of the saints releases glory and prophetic words and gifts and angels. Our topic will encourage you to leave mediocre places of apathy and begin to soar into the kingdom with boldness. Boldness that comes from the blood of Jesus. It comes because the veil was lifted. It comes through love. Boldness comes because of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It comes through his holy armor and God's word. And boldness comes because we endure and don't give up under any circumstances. Hallelujah. See you Wednesday. Tim and Kathy and Heart of Worship. So that'll be this Wednesday night. Heard really good things of last Wednesday. So wish we could have been here. We were with um, Joyce's family and uh, Joyce's mom was transitioned to uh, the Edgebrook Care Center there in Edgerton. It was a hard week, but it was a good week. It was a good week, but it was a hard week. I guess you could say it those ways. And uh, so keep praying for Joyce's mom, Clara. And we actually will be going down there, I believe, Thursday morning, it looks like, uh, to see them again. And then we're going to a minister's conference in Colorado. Uh, Many of you know Shirley Walker, who is attended here. She's at Karis Bible College in Woodland Park, Colorado. And uh, she invited us to come there to be at uh, Andrew Womack's minister's conference this year. So that's what we're going to be doing. And so um, thank you for your prayers for that coming up as well. So hallelujah. Um, we asked, I asked the worship team to stay up here. We went into that kind of worship time there at the end and uh, so we didn't do the song. What's it called again? What's the name of it? Higher ground. Higher ground. So I don't. Let's stand up and we're going to sing that together now. Higher ground. Okay. <clears throat> it's a song we actually mentioned last week, but uh, we'll sing it and pay a special. Clo- this is an old hymn, but uh, pay special attention to the words. Uh, this is what we're catching from the Spirit, from the Lord right now, this thing, this word of its higher ground. I know many of you have told me you've sensed that same thing, even before I spoke about it here. So, hallelujah. 
folks and all that you do catch a gleam of glory bright and here it goes again the Lord is saying he's saying go a different direction here this morning and at least partly anyway um I know I had my message all ready, all ready to go this morning. Sat down to get a little bite to eat before 
came over here and this happened to be sitting on the table. So I opened it up and uh, it's a book called Heaven, Close Encounters of the God Kind by Jesse DePlantis. Did you ever hear of Jesse DePlantis? Well, he had an experience where, I'm not sure how long ago this was, but he was having, he was just sitting down in a restaurant to have a meal. And I think the food was all ordered. In fact, it might have even been brought to him already. But the Lord prompted him. He, he spoke in his heart. He said, go back to the motel room. And, you know, that would be... See, this is where the Lord wants to bring us, to that place where we're, we're prompt to obey. I mean, here you are in a restaurant. Your meal has, I think, just been brought to him. And you have guests, other guests around the table and so forth. The Lord told him, and I know this is an unusual situation, but that's what he did. And he would have missed a revelation of heaven if he hadn't obeyed, though. I mean, but he did. He went back to the motel. And I think, if I remember right, he was going to kneel down. It's like he knelt down, but he went up. And like Paul says, what is it, 1 Corinthians 12 or 2 Corinthians, that whether in the Bible, when we believe it was Paul probably that went to heaven, he was talking about himself. And he didn't know if he was even in the body or out of the body. I mean, it was so real. And that, I think, is an indicator, you know, of our spirit person within us. You know, when we leave this earth to go to heaven, it's, it's almost like just slipping out of a glove or something or, or a jacket or something. I mean, and just there, you're there. I mean, you're there with the Lord. And that's, but that's what happened with him. And he went to heaven and he saw different things. And I believe first, I didn't read the whole book. I just read where it opened up to. But it, this morning, but I believe remembering that he had gone to the paradise part of heaven and seen that and lots of stuff. He shares in this book of what he saw. And um, what I opened up to was this, and I just believe I'm supposed to read this now. Take that off. He said I was, and, and this is when he was up before the throne of God. I mean, he was there in heaven before the throne of God. And he says, I was still lying on my face and getting weaker. It's kind of like when you, sometimes it happens when people, when the power of God is so great, you're, you're, you feel like you get rubber legs or something, and you just sometimes fall down. Like all falling under the power, slain in the spirit, that can happen. But he was still lying, I was still lying on my face, getting weaker, in that mass of energy and power, I could see God, Jehovah, his feet, sitting. And there was a huge platform in front of the throne, like a huge stage. And it seemed level to me, but actually it was raised Everything in heaven seemed to be raised. The topography of the land 
goes up toward the throne. Then out of that massive energy of light and love and power, I saw Jesus come in human form. Out of, listen to that, out of that massive energy of light and love and power of God, I saw Jesus come in human form, and there he was, like I had seen him in paradise. What seemed to be millions of people at the throne of God fell down before him. For the first time in my life, I could understand the Trinity in physical terms. Jesus came out of the cloud and the power of the Father. Jesus literally came out of the very existence of Jehovah God. And when he did, the people shouted. Jesus and the Father were one, yet they were two. He was in the Father, and the Father was in him. He was at the right hand of God. And when he came out of that power, he was in human form, something we could touch. All my life as a minister, I thought of Jesus as a teacher, a mild-mannered, calm person. When he came out onto the platform of that throne, I could hear a sound from the Father, like whoosh, whoosh. It was a sound of power. The Jesus I heard that day was not a teacher, even though obviously he can teach. He was a dynamic preacher. I had always thought of Jesus as being a quiet teacher, but he was full of power and preached with authority. All the people there were listening. Jesus preached with great emotion. I could see that he was torn with compassion for those who are still on earth. I could see that he was torn with compassion for those who are still on the earth. Jesus preached of his coming to earth. He said, I'm going to get my body and my body shall reside in this place with my father that my father has created for us all. There was a stirring among the people and they shouted and they praised God. He, Jesus, began to shout, I am going to get your brothers. I'm going to get your sisters. I'm going to get your family. And I'm bringing them back to this place to live with me forever and ever. He was a preacher full of victory, shouting and hollering. He was excited, and the people were screaming and hollering too. Just reading, just reading what he saw. I mean, this is what he saw there. 
As he preached, people, even though they were in celestial bodies, fell under the power of God. Even in heavenly bodies, they fell under God's power. Then I heard Jehovah's voice saying, I am well pleased. I was lying on the floor trying to take in all that was happening. It was the most amazing, powerful experience I have ever gone through. I couldn't look at Jehovah's face, but I could look at Jesus. You see, the heart of God is the Father. The face of the Father is unveiled by the Son, Jesus. And the voice of God is heard through the Holy Ghost. The hand of God is laid open through the church. The voice of God is heard through the Holy Ghost. That made me think of my dad when he transitioned to heaven. He was kind of coming in and out of consciousness those last hours. But at one point, you know, it was like he was ready to go, but then he, I guess you'd say, revived. I don't know if he was sitting up or what he was doing, but because I wasn't there, I was told this by my mom, and actually Tim was there, I believe. And uh, he sat up, or maybe he did sit up, I don't know what he was doing, but he was probably in the bed sitting up like this, but he, with, with, with a strong voice and authority, he said, what did he say? What? Oh, the 23rd Psalm. He quoted the whole Psalm. But then he finished it by saying, I believe in God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spokesperson. And that was so different, but it stuck out to Mom and Tim because that's what he said. I mean, it was from his spirit. His flesh was so weak. I mean, you were just minutes from, from transitioning. I believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spokesperson, who, by the way, is here with us right now. And the hand of God is laid upon, is laid open through the church. You want me to keep reading, Lord? As Jesus was preaching, I saw him turn around several times and look into that massive light. But I realized that I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I had to keep looking down, but I could look up long enough to see glimpses of what was around me, and I could see Jesus' face. I could hardly bear the Father's power. Jesus would look back at the Father, sometimes just looking over his shoulder, as if they didn't want to be separated even by sight very long. I could sense the love of God in Jesus. I could see the affection and love flowing back and forth between the Father and the Son. I had never before seen love like that. It seemed magnetic. 
Jesus would walk in and out of the power, the fire, that massive amount of energy. When Jesus walked back into the energy as he got closer, I would have to put my head down again because I couldn't handle the light. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. But that form of a man, as he walked toward that energy, would transform back into spirit. That's Jesus. I understood how the Trinity are three, yet they are one. And still lying on the floor, I turned my head toward that angel and asked, Where's the Holy Spirit? He's on the earth, he said. Of course. Later, when I thought back to the incident, I felt so stupid to have asked such a dumb question at the throne of God. I'm still embarrassed about it, he says. But the Holy Spirit is with us here now. He's here with us. He's in us. The power of God is here with us. I want to scale the utmost heights and catch a gleam of glory bright. As the song said. I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled. We're still in the world and Satan darts, Satan's darts are still being hurled at us. But we have the promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper. I was just talking briefly with John Kudley before the service about so often it seems like as we're preparing for the service there's even technical things that will go if you think that each week the tech guys and gals you know come here and all they do is push a button and everything just happens <laughs> believe me and I don't know it seems like it's I told John I said I know it's spiritual warfare he said yes it is and so that's something on your way to church or even before you're on your way because they're here early you know, start praying for them. Pray for them. Just about always, things get ironed out or fixed before the service actually starts. Thank God for the giftings and so forth, but I think they'll tell you too that oftentimes it goes beyond even what they just don't know how to fix it, but God will give them the idea and so forth. Satan's darts are hurled. You've had them probably this week, some darts hurled at you. We want to live above the world, though Satan's darts at us are hurled. We want to walk in the light of God. We want to walk in the Spirit. We want to walk in the truth. And the Though the darkness is around and it grows darker, you know, we rise and shine through the midst of it. In fact, our light grows brighter. Um, like, like Jesse said there, what was revealed to him is that the hand of God is brought forth through the church. And that's where the world is touched. And that's what's happening in this day. What's all this stuff about a higher ground and all this so forth? Well, we could just be transferred to heaven right now. 
You know, when we be in real high ground, heaven's table land, but, but we, he wants us to walk on heaven's table land while we're still here. Because there's so many yet that don't know him. And there's much of the church that needs reviving. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you see that? Needs reviving. Where there once has been great life and so forth, there's, there's been uh, waxing cold. And reviving is needed. But that's what we see. We see that's what the Lord is doing. A new place, a higher level in the spirit. In this hour, God is calling us to a new place. A new and higher level of walking with him. And God is communicating some things to us in this day and hour. As we're, we're, we're seeing that, that place. He's calling us to that higher level in the spirit realm to walk there. And he will give us corporately as a church family the light needed to reveal the wisdom and understanding need, that's needed to go there. He'll give it to us as a church. And he'll also give that to us individually. He'll give it to us as we seek him, as we're before him, as we seek him with all of our heart. That understanding, that light is needed. The light The Lord has had it on my, my heart to teach about his light and how it brings revelation and understanding. And I was thinking, about well, how does that connect together with what you're showing about the new levels? And I believe it was that after the first Sunday I mentioned this about, the, I had that word two Sundays ago, I think, about that new level. The next morning, Monday morning, while I was in the washroom, I often play a CD or something, and I was listening to Creflo Dollar, and he was talking about, he said, there's, he said the same thing. He said, there's a new place, but he says, we can't go to the next level without the light. Without the light, we can't go to the next level. I thought, wow, that's interesting. These things do come together. They do mesh together. Now you think about it, if it was pitch dark in here like we had in that cave this summer, you know, if you were walking up this way up to the steps, you'd tumble and fall over it if you didn't have light. But when the light's there, you can see it, and you know what to do, to raise your foot, to go to the next place. Well, the Lord is giving each of us as individuals, as we seek him, and through his word, he's giving us the wisdom and the knowledge to know what that place is and where that level is. And what we need to do is stir ourselves up and walk in that new level in the spirit. And that's how we need to be as a church body is stirring each other up to go to that place, that next level of growth. We're talking about walking in the spirit. I was telling Pastor Dean just before the service, I think it was on the way home, from Leota this week, that uh, I had my sunglasses on and then I, I took them off at a certain point. And I, the thought just came, Lord, 
what is it that would be like sunglasses to us that would keep us from seeing the light? And the thing was, when I took them off, I could just see better. And um, I said, is there something that you'd want to tell us that would be like those sunglasses that would help us from seeing clearly, you know, and having the light be what it needs to be? Just like that, the next thought was, yes, the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world, the flesh, and the devil would be things that would try to dim that light. And I, th I believe that in this time, the Lord is going to show us places in our lives where the world, the flesh, or the devil has been dimming the light. We're going to catch a gleam of glory bright. Glory bright. Walking in the Spirit, walking in the light of God, walking in a state of revival with God. So let's open our hearts to the hunger and desire that comes from God to press on for all that Christ has for us. And that hymn is certainly a good one there. A scripture that we've had is Philippians 3.12. Uh, starting there in the Message Bible, Paul says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong, by no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. Impart that to our hearts, God. A desire for everything that you have for us in this life. Now. So each of us have that journey in this life. And there's so much time in this life that we have. Our desire is to have in this life everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than, and here it is, total commitment. That's what God's calling us to. And don't let it scare you, it's good. Total commitment. God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. Let's stay on that right track. So that's the, the reading of Philippians 3, 12 through 16 in the Message Bible. So, the next place of spiritual growth for us. God's calling us to it. And the Lord will. He will show us individually the details of what that next step is, the spiritual growth that he has in mind for us, this higher place. He'll give us the specifics. He will for you in this higher, this new realm, in the spirit, as you seek him about it. And, and note this. This new and higher place in the spirit realm will affect everything in the natural realm around us. 
It will affect everything in the natural realm around us. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep, or that word also means, could be guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Out of what's in our heart, what we've stored in our heart, will come forth life, will spring forth life. Or you could say the issues of death from our heart within if we do not protect it from that evil input of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Hallelujah. And we're going to do it, we do it with passion. do it with passion. Yes, we're, we're talking about seeking him for all this new and higher place with passion, with heartfelt desire. We're talking about stirring ourselves up and moving ahead with a deep desire for this new place, this new level in the spirit as we look to him and as we ask for help, the Holy Spirit will enliven, the Holy Spirit will enliven godly desire and passion in us for these things. Reaching these new and higher places in our spiritual walk does not happen by our own power and strength. It doesn't happen by our own power and strength. Psalm 18.32 says, It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. God arms me with strength for this path ahead to be complete and in the way that he wants it. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me in high places. Now that scripture indicates a deer that can place its back feet exactly where the front feet stepped. It's a kind of deer that's often, often on high terrain and high mountains that's treacherous. Not one inch off. And that's how the Lord can make us as we go to these new heights where we follow him in his steps, in his steps, in high places, not one inch off. This deer is able to run with abandonment. In times of danger, it's able to run securely and not get off track. This deer is able to scale unusually difficult terrain and elude predators. And as we go upward to God's high places, we can run with confidence and find full measure of joy in the Lord regardless of outward circumstances. And as the days go by, the darkness grows stronger, but his light and presence within us gets stronger as well to meet the exact need that we see and we have. Amen? So, I believe we're going to end there today.
Let's pray about this together. Lord, we just thank you that you bring us to those high places, that we live above the world, though Satan's darts at us are hurled, that we can walk in that place and soar above those storm clouds just like the eagle, just get our wings locked, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You did it for us, Lord. And we thank you that you're revealing unto us by your light, yourself, and your great redemption. Your great redemption for us. And also the Father's heart of love to us. And that we are part of the family of God. We thank you for that, Lord. And that we're right before you because we have the righteousness of Jesus. And that your presence is here with us. And as we sang, you are for us. You are for us. And you're with us and you're within us. Oh God, we give you thanks for that today. In Jesus' name we give you thanks. And we love you, Lord. We just give you our love. We love you so much. And we praise you. In Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for your face shining upon us in this week ahead. And your peace, your grace, your power, your blessing. That we would be vessels of you. That we would be your hand in the earth reaching out to touch those around us. In Jesus' name. And that we would keep our mind focused on the things of you, not on the worries of life or Satan's darts, but on you. Catching that gleam of glory, your manifest presence. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your hand upon our fellowship time and our meal that we have together now. In Jesus' name, remember, if you want to meet with Pastor Dean, you can meet over here. If you have prayer needs, you can come. There'll be altar ministers here. God bless you all. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. <laughs>